My name is Jay Poetics, and I'm so glad you're here. But before we get to this episode, I want to talk to you about the JXW Studio, a place where production of the JXW podcast can run flawlessly and where other arts such as music production, book writing, and poetry can be created. By clicking the first two links below, you can help fund the JXW Studio. Thank you and enjoy today's episode. Tell them to please their masters, not to argue with them or steal from them. Instead, tell slaves to show their masters how good and completely loyal they can be. Then they will show the beauty of the teachings about God, our Savior, in everything they do. Ooh, that's good. Verse 11, after Welcome back to the JXW Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Poetics, and if you are new here at the JXW, we strive to help you pursue God, seek freedom, and acknowledge your God-given gifts. It's almost the end of 2022. Could y'all imagine the end of 2022? Wow, this year flew by so quickly, it, it don't even make sense. I Whoa, I was just in April, and now it's December. It's absolutely absurd it's insane the jxw podcast didn't exist at the beginning of this year i am so grateful to every person who has listened supported everything we're gonna go up for 2023 and i hope you guys have your plans your everything that you want to do for 2022 have that laid out right now put it on the list take a picture of it like print it out put it on a vision board whatever you got going on make sure that 2023 is already figured out now god he's going to he has his plan but make sure you already have your plan so you have something to follow but today i want to talk about discernment now I've like been going through like a little reflection stage of how i've tracked myself throughout this year and really this year and last year was the major, a major turning point in my life. I made so many decisions based on my faith, based on who I am as a person, the JXW podcast, my new artist name, and, and what my future would be creating this, all, all of it. I have made so many life-defining decisions within the last two years, especially this year with this platform, and I was reflecting on really just all the things that have gone on in these two years especially this past year and if you do not know me personally i'm a very observant person i'm a very watchful person little things irritate me very little things irritate me i don't i don't go off actions i go off principle i go off principle so i have the spiritual gifting of discernment right i have the spiritual and i was like okay what is discernment because I, I took my test at Union Growth Track and discernment and craftsmanship popped up. And I'm like, okay, well, what is that? Specifically discernment. So I went on Instagram and I asked you guys, I asked the listeners, what is discernment? And I'm going to share those answers. But before I do, let me read the actual definition of discernment that Union Church provided. The gift of discernment is the divine strength or ability to spiritually identify falsehood and to distinguish between right and wrong motives and situations. 
some examples that Union provided is in Matthew sixteen twenty three, where Peter, he really just denounces Jesus when Jesus was telling the disciples of how he's going to die. And Peter's like, oh, God forbid this ever happens to you. And Jesus turns back at him and says, Satan, get behind me. And another example is in Acts 5, where Ananias, Sapphire, y'all you, you, remember that story? Where again, Peter, he really discerned the fact that they, they, they lied. They lied on their offering. So discernment is really knowing the spiritual ties of the intentions of people. And what's behind it all. And this has been in my life, especially in 2021. Now, I don't want to go through the whole rabbit hole of what happened in 2021. At this point, we all know what happened in 2021 when it comes to myself. It's literally what this platform, the JXW, is built upon. Me finding spiritual refuge again and really getting that message out so this unfortunate event doesn't happen to another teenage person personnel ever again what's that event well church hurt it, it i know it's it's bad it's difficult to talk about church hurt but back to discernment I, when i was going through all the things that i was going through god really gave me a nick on my shoulder and he was like okay this is not right or this is not the way that it should be or da 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 god was allowing me to discern the situations that i was in to know the spiritual falsehoods and the things that people believed were just okay and fine it wasn't fine and we as christians need to discern every situation that we're in because not all spiritual leaders have it all right it's we none of us have it all right we're not perfect we're no only jesus only god and that's it so every spiritual leader might be fringing on preaching pharisee we look we're all guilty of it and not one person has the right word of god just like boom always on par not even the people who are mad, mad, hardcore theologians. We all fall short of the glory of God, but it's to our effect to discern between who and what and, and who said this and, and how we're following and da-da-da-da-da and who we're listening to and this and that. So I want to share all the definitions that you guys gave. So Michelin said to be aware of. Bribri said... To be able to distinct what is from or not from God. Jahal said the ability to see a situation for what it truly is. And Shanice said it's not knowing the difference between right and wrong, but right and almost right, which I'm going to get on later. So this is what discernment means to me. Being consciously aware of a person's motives, intentions, and their heart. So there's a lot going on in, in just what you have to do to discern a person or a situation or what's going on around you. Now, I want to pull for me like personal examples of things that 
I have seen in my life because this is what this podcast is around, like bringing my truths that the things I've learned over the years of being in church spaces, being able to discern different things and learning through God every single day of what he has to say to me. And it's just been so amazing following God for this long that he has showed me so many things, different ways to go about situations, different ways to interact with situations, different ways to like maneuver, right? I believe that discernment is one of the most important things that a Christian should have on their equipment belt. Like it should be right there. Because the enemy is always around us, even in the form of Christians, right? Even in the form of Christians. There are many Christians, and I know you have in interacted with these people. I have definitely interacted with these people. There are many Christians in the world who you need to discern if they are really Christ followers and if they are really for God and doing this thing for Jesus. Like there are many people who are not stable in their faith, but they want to gaslight people to think that they are stable and that you are not, or that you are a demonic figure, or that you da 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 da, whatever they want to say to you. And I have noticed this. Oh my gosh, so many times. And and you would be surprised the things that people Christians christians will say it's it's very evil it's it's very twisted and it, it it these people will gaslight you meaning that they will negatively turn the tables and, and make you feel like you are not one not of god and two that if you don't repent you're going straight to hell and, and i'm like how is this showing the love of christ and you have to discern in that moment, is that is that a follower of God? You have to discern in that moment, is this what God says? Is, is this how God's disciple, God's people is supposed to act and is supposed to like, no, it's not. And, and, and hey, these people might be connected to a body of believers, these people might be niched in to a, a church, a foundation that you even attend. And I can speak for myself. I was connected to a congregation, a body, a church. These people are the nicest people on planet Earth. I can't even say anything bad about the people. The nicest people on planet Earth. I can contest the nicest people on planet Earth. And I've been with these people for 10 long years. I've watched these people grow. These people have watched me grow. The nicest people on planet Earth. But, and I'm only talking about this for this one example, but there are a couple people who God showed me that it wasn't God. Now, me using the God showed me phrase if you do not know me i hate when people use that phrase 
But I'm using this phrase, God showed me, because he did. I've had a dream, and I talked about this on a previous episode or two episodes before this. I had a dream, and it was detailed as such. I literally was shown the future of what would happen. It, it sounds absolutely absurd, but God has been speaking to me through dreams, through visions. It's been absolutely amazing. But I wrote this down in my notes app on my iPhone, right? I wrote this down in my notes app. I'm like, okay, I woke up from it. It was a crazy, wild dream. It was absolutely, it was absolutely crazy. And I still have it in my notes app for anyone who wants to read it. I can send it to you through, via text, via email. Reach out to me. I'll send it to you. But this dream was so detailed. Like, the, like if I were to, like like, give it to you right now, I can suppress it and say this. I was depicted fighting an individual in an office. Like, we're just going at it. We're literally throwing stuff at each other. Like, absolutely. Like, we're just going absolutely mad. We're fighting. We're going at it. And in the midst of us fighting, two people cross the office and they are like, we, we're going to call the cops. These two people look at us like they're going to call the cops and then they flee. They, they just disappear. And then after that happened, I like in an instance was brought to my house. Like the, the scenery just changed. I'm at my house. I'm at my neighborhood. Right. So in my mind, in, in my dreams, I'm very consciously aware. So in my mind, it's 830. I'm looking for bus money to go to school, CCBC. Right. So I'm looking for bus money. And then for some reason, I go outside, just outside. And I look up the street, at, at my mailboxes, and I see everyone I know stocked just at the mailboxes. Right. And then a car passes by with more people that I know. And I walk up to the mailboxes and people keep handing me money, right? Everywhere, and envelopes, everything. And I received a card that has a specific number on it that I wrote down in my notes app. And, and that was the end of the dream. So and on one other detail is I was looking for bus money to go to school and I had to be somewhere at 9 a.m. sharp, right? So I wrote this dream down. It was absolutely wild. It was crazy. All that. Wow. What did, did God, what did you show me right now? And okay, so I put it away in my brain. It's like, whatever. So 10 days later, Literally 10 days later, I had an interaction with somebody that followed the course of the dream. This is the wild part. I had an interaction with somebody that followed the course of the dream, the fighting part. We're going at it. We're, and it wasn't actual fighting. I wasn't tussling with anybody. No hands were thrown, but it was verbally, right? I had an int, a real-life interaction verbally. And then the next day, I went somewhere. It, it, was a, it was a job that I was given, provided by one of the people that I, I associate myself with. It was an 
I had to be there at 9 a.m. So I'm like, okay, God, what's happening? Like, where are you going with this? And then after the job, at the end of the day, I, I, obviously I get paid for the work I, I, I did. I get handed a roll of money. And I'm putting this together. It's like, oh my gosh, God, did you just show me the future? And in the context of all the people being at the mailboxes, well, that's more specific. I really can't get into it with all the situations I was going on at the time that those things will unfold and, and explain themselves as other situations were going on and other things were happening. But when it comes to these two details, it's like to the T, God showed me what would happen in 10 days. So when I was going through the verbal fight that I was going through, and then the next day I was supposed to be somewhere at 9 a.m. sharp, and I got paid for what I was doing, I was able to discern life as it was going because I already kind of went through it like deja vu and this is why i use the phrase god told me i believe that god actually told me what would happen into the future so from this example from this dream from what god has showed me i want to tell you one thing god will lead you through discernment it's not all up to you to figure out what's right or what's wrong or in between God will show you what's right and what's wrong, what's of his word and what's just not. What should we listen to and what should we like? No, you, you know, no. And I feel as though in church spaces, there are many th people, there are many people that we can get so attached to. When it comes to spiritual authority, when it comes to the hierarchy of what that is. And I posted on my Facebook something along the lines of this. We place our spiritual identity within titles so much that we forget this one thing. God is God and we are under God. We in the body are all equally his children. Yes, many of us have been appointed to positions, but let's not let our title deem us higher than God the Father. Now, many church people, many church authority leaders, they will use their, their position to dictate the word of God. They will not use the word of God to dictate the word of God. They will use your their their position, their title to dictate the word of God. Now, this is the place where I say this. If you are offended, this is for you. If you're offended, this is for you. Many spiritual leaders do not listen to God. Many spiritual leaders do not listen to God. I have had many conversations with all like just different backgrounds of people like from interviews of the jxw podcast to personal friends i find in my life to like ev everywhere i find the same conversation actually if you go through 
all the interviews of the JXW podcast, there is one common denominator between each interview. There's been 14 conversations on this platform alone. 14 conversations. The one common denominator you'll find through all of them is church hurt. That's the one common denominator. I have some people who have been imprisoned. They were telling their story and they were been in prison. They came out of prison and boom, their pastor denounced them, told them not to talk to them anymore, told them I would much rather you not you not even say my name. And, and, and no. I've had people who are activists, who are for the black community to go out into the streets and to really just bring hope and peace. And their spiritual leader was a little indifferent about it. And they had to like flee from that place. Even like away from Jake's W interviews, I've had personal conversations with friends who have literally been told this. And I know you're listening, so you're going to laugh when you hear this. You follow the God of chaos. Their spiritual leader said that to them. And the reason why I'm saying this is not to say that, oh, spiritual leaders are bad, blah, 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 blah. And the, I should denounce these people or we should put these people on a platform and absolutely laugh at them and, and call them that like they're not Christians and they're not gi giving us the Holy Spirit as it is. I'm saying this not to expose people. I'm not saying this to say that I'm better than anybody. I'm saying this because they this happens every world, everywhere in the world. This happens all over the world. This happens in all different continents. This happens in all different states, cities, all different countries. This happens. There's 8 billion people on this earth. And so many Christians are being suppressed for their belief in God by, ironically, other Christians who are in spiritual power, who are in leadership, who feel as though their boat is a lot bigger than the, the little raft that this person is trying to be on and trying to lean on to find hope and safety. That's why I'm talking about this. I'm not talking about this to expose people. I'm not talking about this to gossip about people. I'm talking about this to spread awareness to the fact that we as Christians need to really spread the right word of God into like the scripture says, Titus 1, God's Word translations, Titus 1 says, there are many believers, especially converts from Judaism, who are rebellious. They speak nonsense and deceive people. They must be silence because they are ruining whole families by teaching what they shouldn't teach this is the shameful way they make money now ruining whole families that's what i want to focus on right now this is the most like riveting thing about like separation in the church and and what that brings and what that environment ensues it ruins families. It breaks apart. It, it, hey, I, I know you like want to be a Christian, but let me like give you like a, a little hint of what the devil will do in this Christianity space, right? The devil's main focus is to ruin the family because if he can ruin the family, if he can separate the father from the kids and the mother, if he can separate the father from the family, if he can do that, he can separate the church. And if he, he does that, then he has done what the three things that he has came to do, to kill, steal, and to destroy. So this is how this 
situation on the topic of church hurt ruins families because you have a situation between two people right in the church something's going on it doesn't matter what it is it's just there now the spiritual leader comes in and he's like blah 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 da 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 this is the authority that i'm presenting and this is what we're gonna do this is what we're gonna run with boom the end result is someone being kicked out or someone being denounced or someone being banished or whatever now if that person has a family and they are half cut in they are they are cut in half they are cut in half if the person who was either the problem or the innocence that was deemed the problem if they get denounced from the church they have family still in that position that now it's like oh what am i to do now like the devil has succeeded in doing separating a family so in this situation between these people like what happens like are these people supposed to just like like not talk to each other because in that way the the devil won he separated a family he separated what god has conjoined into community and this is the most this is the way that the devil uses he will use this narrative to create a ruffle in the church and this is the strongest way that he does this and he succeeds through this always 99 percent of the time he wins because people do they don't know how to resolve these issues and how to overcome without denouncing somebody and when it comes to discernment you have to know what is right and what is wrong. And sometimes we are wrong. I will say myself, I am wrong for doing the things that I did, you know? And we have to know and we have to like bind ourselves to God and bind ourselves in prayer and bind ourselves to his word to know. Titus 1 says clearly and titus 2 follows along with this narrative and it, it really tells us how christians should act in verse 15 of titus 2 it tells us as believers that we have the full authority to correct these people we have the full authority to correct these people and also titus 2 really goes into um younger younger men and women um to keep the older people in check and older people to keep the younger people in check the bible really gets very specific on hey this is not a hierarchy this is not a hierarchy this is a body of children of god this is not a hierarchy your title doesn't create a hierarchy it does not the title only creates order in, in church spaces. But Titus 1 and 2 tells us how we should act to, as Christians. And also it tells us what will happen if we don't. Like God is very specific with his words and God knows where he wants to place things. And God just, he will let you know. He will lead you in the discernment of who is right, who is wrong, and everything in between. Now, there was an answer from you guys. There was an answer from you guys on my Instagram because I posted on my Instagram, what is discernment? 
and many of you guys gave answers as we've read before but i just want to circle back to this one from shinny's it's not knowing the difference between right and wrong it's knowing the difference between right and almost right see who are we to determine what is wrong like what I found from that answer was it's all perspective based. Who am I to tell somebody that they're wrong? Now, hey, if you are fringing on like like disobeying the law or the literal law, the, the judicial law or disobeying God's. Yeah, if you are doing that, that's wrong. I can tell you that's wrong. You're going to get locked up or you're going to defer your ticket to heaven. Like, wrong is wrong. Hey, wrong. But when it comes to certain situations where we might give a judgment too fast and we might judge a person based on what they've done, are we really the one to call them wrong? Like, it might be wrong to us. That might not be what we would do in that situation. But it would be what another person would do based off their scenario and their placement of life. Maybe me giving discernment and saying, hey, you're wrong. I'm discerning the fact that you're wrong. You have to change. This is not good. I don't see any positive from this. You're wrong. Maybe them doing that will bring them out of a situation that's even more deadly. We never know what people are going through in their perspective. So maybe my wrong is their right and their right is my wrong. It's all about perspective. So when you are discerning somebody, when you are discerning a situation, it's also taking into account different perspectives in different areas of how people live in their situations and how things will work in the future you have to know the intentions of people you have to know the motives of people and you have to know the hearts of people which is my definition of discernment i think that we are not perfect actually i know that we are not perfect because only god the father is perfect so who are we to determine who's right or wrong now, again, if you are disobeying the law or if you are disobeying God's book, you're wrong. Like, if you're taking God's name in vain, you're wrong. If you're murdering, you're wrong. If you are lying, you're wrong. If you are bearing false witness against your neighbor, you're wrong. If you're stealing, you're wrong. But my pastor, Pastor Stephen Chandler, he brought something else up if you are not taking rest on the sabbath you're wrong now this is where perspective this is where this comes into play because how am i wrong for just working on the sabbath you would think in your perspective of life it's right to work on the sabbath it's but here's the thing that's your perspective that's based on your scenario of life. That's based on what you have to do to provide for your family. See, that's right in your in your essence. That's completely, totally fine. Working on the Sabbath is right. Oh my gosh. Work three jobs on the Sabbath if you have to. But when it comes to God's holy book and his commandments, 
God says it's wrong. It's a sin to work on the Sabbath. This is where perspective comes into play. This is where that answer really reflected off on me. It's like, how am I wrong for working on? How is working on the Sabbath comparable to murder? Is it? It's, it's not. But God says it is. God included it on the, that list. He said working on the Sabbath is just as bad as murdering somebody. He said working on the Sabbath is just as bad as lying, stealing, bearing false witness against your neighbor. He said working on the Sabbath is just as bad as making a carved image an idol. This is where perspective really comes into play. Your right is God's wrong. So when you are discerning situations, when you are discerning areas and places and people and mental spaces, when you are discerning things, you have to take into account perspective, people's lives, their motives, their intentions, their hearts, what they're doing with their life. You can't just say, oh, you're wrong. Because you're wrong. You're working on the Sabbath if you are. So you have to take account per, you have to take account people's perspectives, their areas of life. Now for me, the way I handled last year was wrong. In my perspective, it was right. In my perspective, it was totally I was totally in the green lights. I was actually in fact wrong. See, I was on my situation of life. I was on how my life was looking, I was like, I was spiritually dead. So the only way to remedy this was to go out with a bang, actually with a bang and like, hey, God, I'm gonna I'm follow you, man. I'm gonna get back into your word. I'm gonna do this, that, and a third. I'm gonna come back to you, Lord. But I have to cut off all these people and I have to do all this. But that was wrong. That was wrong of me to do. I was, but in my perspective, in my area of life, where life took me, that was the right decision to do. And do I regret what I did? No, you can never regret what you've done in life. Because ultimately, everything comes together. Everything. We talked about this on another episode before. All things work together for the good of those who love God. All things, your goods, your bads, your regrettables, everything works together and in the, in the beginning of that of that verse it says and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love god so i can't even regret the things that i've done last year because it all culminates together it all com comes together and it works together for the good of me because I love God and I serve God and I do this for Jesus. It's all about perspective when you're discerning people. So I want to hear from you guys. What would you define discernment? What would you mark that definition of discernment? How have you in your life seen that play out in your life? Going through, like, personal things, going through, like, trying to figure out who's right or who's wrong and using your moral grounds and your ethical grounds to make a decision down the middle. How would you define that? 
I'm going to post a question down in the description and you can answer that question on Spotify. You can answer that question on YouTube. And hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can go to Spotify or YouTube and answer that question. Like, I want to hear from you guys. How would you define discernment? What does that look like in your life? How would you define it? And even how have you seen it play out in your life? So coming to the close of this episode, I want to read all of Titus 2. Yes, it's it's only 15 verses. Stay with me. Out of the God's Words translation, Titus 2 says this. Tell believers to live the kind of life that goes along with accurate teaching. Tell older men to be sober. Tell them to be men of good character, to use judgment, and to be well-grounded in faith, love, and endurance. Verse 3, tell older women to live their lives in a way that shows that they are dedicated to God. Tell them not to be gossips or addicted to alcohol, but to be examples of virtue. Verse 4, in this way, they will teach young women to show love to their husbands and children. Verse 5, to use good judgment and to be morally pure. Also, tell them to teach young women to be homemakers, to be kind and to place themselves under their husband's authority. Then no one can speak evil of God's word. Verse 6, encourage young men to use good judgment. Always set an example by doing good things. When you teach, be an example of moral purity and dignity. Speak an accurate message that cannot be condemned. Then those who oppose us will be ashamed because they cannot say anything bad about us. Verse 9, tell slaves who are believers to place themselves under their master's authority in everything they do. Tell them to please their masters, not to argue with them. Or steal from them. Instead, tell slaves to show their masters how good and completely loyal they can be. Then they will show the beauty of the teachings about God, our Savior, in everything they do. Ooh, that's good. Verse 11. After all, God's saving kindness has appeared for the benefit of all people. Verse 12, it trains us to avoid ungodly lives filled with worldly desires so that we can live self-controlled, moral, and godly lives in this present world. Verse 13, at the same time, we can expect that what we hope for, the appearance of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 14, he gave himself for us to set us free from every sin and to cleanse us so that we can be his special people who are enthusiastic about doing good things. Verse 15, and this is the most important verse to encapsulate this entire chapter. Verse 15, tell these things to the believers, encourage and correct them using your full authority. Do not let anyone ignore you. That also culminates the chapter before, chapter 1, where we read before, but it really talks about how we should live as spiritual people. Discerning people is is a very important, vital thing that, again, everyone, every Christian, actually not even every Christian, every person on this earth should have equipped, like, just right here. <laughs> because whether you are Christian or not, 
There are people out there in this world who want to take advantage of you, who want to sell you short of what you are actually worth, who want to use you for their own glory and for what they got going on. So discernment. I want to know from you guys, how do you guys define discernment? Do you think that it's based upon just consciously knowing? Or do you think it's deeper than that? Do you think it's purely spiritual? Or do you think it has some other attributes? What do you think? And do you have personal experiences around discernment? But coming to the close of this episode, I want to let you guys know that you can follow all of my social medias at jpoeticsworld, poetic spelled with an X, world spelled W-R-L-D. You guys can get fully connected to everything that's happening with the JXW podcast. Follow us on Instagram at jpoeticsworld, poetic spelled with an X, world spelled W-R-L-D, and you can cash up supporting the podcast using the same name. And I just want to thank you. Look, this is the last, very last episode of 2022. God has done so much with the JXW platform. He really has. He has started this. He is he's doing this. He this is all of him. This is not even me. I, in my life, has never done anything for this long consistently on a weekly basis. Let me just tell you right there. That's how I know that God is around this podcast and he's about it. But as we close, let's pray. Lord God, I just want to thank you for 2022. All the good things, all the bad things, everything that has culminated together to have us to be at this place right now. I thank you. We thank you. We say that we are so grateful for what you've done in our lives through this year. We're so grateful for everything you've given us and you've shown us and you've provided for us. Lord God, I thank you for 2023 as we enter this new year. I thank you for all the visions we have, all the things that we want to do in this year coming up. But we want to do this with you, Lord. And I pray that everyone has a burning heart's desire to be with you in this new year of 2023. And as we are with you, you will show us where we should go. So I thank you and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this has been the episode for today, the last episode of 2022, y'all. Seven months. Thank you. Thank you for continuing to listen in on the Jake's W podcast. It's been a long seven months, but God is going to do greater for 2023. And we have our anniversary podcast anniversary on April 25th. So I'm so super excited to celebrate with all of you guys on that day. Well, this has been the episode for today. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you in the next year. Peace out.